This episode of The Bubble Lounge is sponsored by Kathy Wall State Farm Agency, voted the best insurance agent in DFW by D Magazine. Welcome to The Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And it's Thursday. And Martha, how are you feeling? You just <laughs> dropped off one kid at MIS for the first time and a high schooler. I know. It, it's crazy. It's just there's so many emotions going on right now. Like they just have grown up way too fast. It literally just seems like they were both babies. And here they are going to middle school and high school. And I am happy for them because they're happy and excited. I'm happy for the next chapter and everything. But with that goes a lot of, I don't know, fear, anxiety, just new friends, new situations, new influences. And yeah, I just, I'm kind of a basket case right now. Actually. Well, the next couple of days are just going to get worse. I'm just going to tell you because I dropped Charles off on Monday and I guess it's just the first week. You know what yeah. I mean? It's the first week. It's not just the first day. Well, It's, it's like, the first week. Yeah. It's like shell shock. Like you've had this nice relaxed three months and then you're just like thrown right back into it like there's no easing in period it's just like full throttle exactly (laughs) with the activities with the scheduling with everything and they do pretty much throw them into school because i mean it's middle school and high school Mm -hmm. and for charles it's high school too they get straight to it yeah they really do i can't believe charles's homecoming is september 20th Oh, wow. That's really It's early. like a month away. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Highland Park is in October. And, yeah. But yeah, September is way too early. Yeah, exactly. I just, that's another stress point for him, for <laughs> yeah, us. You know, asking to somebody out. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> but the good news is, Martha, I brought you some help today. Oh, good. I need it. Beth Reader Johnson, a therapist for families, et cetera, is back on our show today. So she's going to help us. I love that woman. So guys, basically, this is going to be a therapy session for Nellie and I because we're struggling with our kids growing up that you get to sit in and listen to and hopefully (laughs) will benefit from as well. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to get to all this in a minute. And Beth Reader Johnson is here, as we said. But first, it is time for Funny Stories from the Park Cities with our great friend and sponsor, Kathy Wall. Well, it's really surprising to me how many cars are broken into or stolen in our neighborhood. Well, I have the same story. We came back from a Highland Park football game. The car was parked out front, locked, with an alarm set, went to bed, and much to our chagrin, we got up in the morning and the car was stolen. We called the police. After a week, it was discovered. We went down to the pound, and wouldn't you know, everything was destroyed, except those Island Bark school books. This is why I really take it personally and want to be sure our clients are taken care of, because it really is terrible when you have a car stolen. So whatever your insurance needs, please contact our good friend and show sponsor, Kathy Wall State Farm Agency at 214-350-2692 or visit her website at kathylwall.com. Thank you, Kathy. Welcome back, Beth Reader Johnson. Individual family and couples therapist and our show therapist. We are so happy to have you back again. (laughs) Thank you. Happy to be here. You're our first repeat customer, our repeat offender, depending on how you want to look at it. (laughs) Well, I love coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, and today we're all full of nerves. Right, Martha? 
Yeah, I just dropped off one kid at the middle school, his first year of middle school, and one at the high school, and I'm just flooded with emotions right now. I couldn't help but notice on Facebook and Instagram, everyone's posting the happy pictures of first day of school pictures, and of course, I did the same, but behind those pictures are actually a slew of emotions. Like, I'm, (laughs) mine is churning right now. I've been so bombarded, really, in the last, I got back from vacation, and then just overwhelmed with so many people wanting their kids to get in before school, or wanting to come in themselves and really just talk through some of this stuff. I think, you know, and I I don't want to bash moms. I never do. I love mothers. I think they're usually the glue of the family. But I do think this is one of those times where if they're off, if they're feeling so stressed out, it's hard for that energy not to be picked up by the whole family. You know, children are like sponges. And if you're nervous and stressed out, then they're going to be nervous and stressed out. I just saw a kid yesterday. They're about to transition to high school. And they really want to make new friends. And it's been this struggle with the mom. She's had a friend who kind of runs off her other friends. And she really wants to distance herself from this girl. They don't have any classes together. It's like divine intervention. They don't have lunch together. They don't have classes. And the mother's really wrestling with this. And I think we got to it yesterday that it's really the mother's fear that if she lets this friend go, even though this friend hasn't been a great friend to her daughter, that she's not going to have anyone. And when she and I were talking, we really reeled it back to her own high school experience, which was, gosh, I struggled with friendships. I struggled to find the person to sit with at lunch. And when we could kind of differentiate that, then she could kind of lean into, okay, I could sit with this discomfort and let my daughter thrive because she hasn't even had those issues in the past. You know, she could move on and make some other friends and still keep this friend. I mean, we're not talking about leaving this friend high and dry. We're just talking about branching out. But I guess the point of that is if the parent's uptight about something and if we're still holding on to issues from our own academic life, then sometimes we bring that into our house and we, we kind of project that onto our child. Right. Oh, gosh. That's bad news. Well, <laughs> That's bad news because I am just a, an anxious little person and I don't hide it very well. And, you know, Martha and I both have kids entering high school. Yeah. And my son's staying at the same school. So he's at Shelton. So right. he's staying through. So he has the same friends, et cetera. Right. But I'm really nervous about the homework load and how he's going to handle that with cross country and everything else. And I've never been really good about hiding that. What I try to do is make up for it with Charles and with myself. I've, I've always been a front loader. Right. As far as work goes, like you get everything done early so that then you can relax. And sure. I always tell him, you know, if you get all this stuff done, you have the keys to the kingdom. You can do whatever you want. Right. You know, pretty much. Right. So that's sort of how I handle it. I don't know if that's healthy or not. Sure. Sure. I think it's always, I mean, when we're having anxiety, and I'm one of those people who runs a little anxious too, so I can relate to my anxious clients. And so when I'm having that worry in the middle of the night or something, I get up and make a list. I write down worries, but then I write down, is there an actionable step? So say I'm worried about some to-do list. I've got to buy my kids' school supplies, right? So the actionable step is when am I going to do that during my week? I write that down. Then I can let that worry float away. Then I really consciously think, I don't need to hold on to this. I mean, there's a whole lot in how our brains work. There's a part of your brain that can see your worries as they happen. Mm -hmm. And so that means they're not you. It means you can physically let them float away. I mean, if I say think of an elephant, you can think of an elephant. And yet you're not an elephant. That's separate from you. 
That's you know? really good advice because you're right. Writing things down is a very good idea. Just your thoughts, etc. Writing in a diary, journaling is really important. But you can even really do it in like bullet points. You don't yes, have to write a people, calendar. You know, people roll their eyes at me. They are like, I do not want to journal. I don't have time to journal. <laughs> yeah. I have three yeah. or four kids. Right. I don't have any time for but that. But you can write in your planner. Right. You can, you can just yeah. write, get up and write, here are the things I'm worried about. I think and that's if it's mm-hmm. perfect because I am very guilty of just like taking on a big jumbled mess of worries but sorting it out on paper Sounds like the perfect way to deal with it. Well, and it's also one of those things where you can really say, you know, this is important and I have a plan for how I'm going to do that. Right. You and can then prioritize. You can talk, to, talk to your kids about this is what I do when I have a worry. If we're anxious and if we share that with our children, they don't feel alone in feeling any anxiety as well. But you're like, this is how I settle this in my brain. And, you know, I also had an eighth grader in who's a little bit worried about where she's going to college. We were kind of laughing together, but I was like, so is this even something you can worry about right now? And she's like, no. So I'm like, that's where you can train your brain to shift your attention, you Mm -hmm. know, to think this isn't even something I need to be worried about. And then you can let it go. And I think worry becomes a set point in our brain. It's like a habit. And the more you can even have a mantra to shift away from it, good things are happening and they'll continue to happen. My son is managed every year. He's going to do great. Yeah. The thing is, there are also a lot of moms out there, let's just address this, who are so thrilled that they just dropped their kids (laughs) off at school today. Yes. And they're back to their exercise routine and their tennis (laughs) and their their whatever lunches with the ladies. So, you know, let's let's address that, too. Because some people are like, woohoo. Well, and it's overwhelming, you know, if you have... All these people in your house that you're trying to entertain all summer, or it costs a fortune to yes. entertain. You know, I mean, camps are expensive, mm-hmm. and so they're trying to figure out which camps, what are my kids' interests, or they feel like, oh my gosh, they've just been home in front of the console way too long. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready for them to get back and get into learning something. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of people might be excited, and I even personally, year to year, some years I've been excited, and some years I've been really sad. So I think yeah. that's normal. I'm a little excited. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous about it, but I'm excited too because I get back to work, etc. And you know, you get back to your life. I'm definitely. Yeah excited to get the structure back in our lives we're going to need that and I'll be fine after about two weeks but yeah getting off of electronics and then I find that I actually make more money during the school year because I'm not spending so much money entertaining the kids oh absolutely (laughs) oh yeah yeah Yeah. So I've been thinking about some friends. I have some friends that have dropped off their kids at college for the first time or maybe their second and final child and now they're empty nesters. And I think that no matter what age your kid is, even people going to preschool and kindergarten for the first time, that emotion of not having your kid around anymore is probably the same type of feeling no matter what age the kid is. How do we deal with that? Well, I think this is a big question. I mean, I think there are a lot of ways as women we can try to find our internal joy. When I'm working with moms individually in therapy, I just was with a mom last week. She has four children, and she's feeling really overwhelmed. Everybody's got something going on that's pretty serious. And, you know, it's really about – because she's trying to decide, should I try to go back to work? I don't really have time for that. It doesn't really work with our family. And so we really focused more on where can she find joy? Mm -hmm. Where can she find joy in her day? She really loves her Pilates. She really loves her workout time. So really prioritizing that. You know, it's also that she really likes art and she likes to paint. She did a lot of that in college. So it's finding those things that really bring you joy and also learning that you can shift that attention. You know, I can either be, ugh, I'm stuck in traffic. This is terrible. Or 
my goodness, I have a few extra minutes. I could be listening to an audiobook that I really like, or I can be listening to know, the Bubble Lounge. Yes, so. listening to the Bubble Lounge. So, absolutely, a podcast. Absolutely. So maybe pick up a new hobby or new interest, or re- go back and explore some of the ones that you had before. You've got to bring some joy into your life right. because I don't think I think if we put all of our joy into anything on the outside, then we're going to feel kind of lost if that thing goes away. So you know, if your child goes off to kindergarten and you've spent every day pouring into them, that's wonderful. But then we've got to also figure out how you can get joy outside of that relationship. Absolutely. And then I would imagine spending time with friends and just talking to people that you can that you're comfortable with that you you know that you're not alone, basically. I know a lot of sweet mamas who <laughs> became really close while their kids were in high school and especially during all those senior year activities. You know, it's right a lot. Uh-huh. And they still get together for coffee or cocktails or whatever and, and kind of commiserate, you know, and share what the kids are doing. And I think that's nice. It's nice to continue those outside relationships that were formed because of the children, but certainly don't have to stay there because of them. Right. Okay. So all in all, going back to school is actually a good thing for the whole family. Everybody's back in the routine. But the bad side, the downside is all the activities. Talk about stress, thinking about driving all your kids everywhere and getting to everything and arranging the schedule. My calendar is so, packed. Oh, yeah, it's packed. And so when we get back, Beth Reader Johnson is going to give us ideas on how to deal with all these demands on our time. So stay tuned. If you're a fan of the Bubble Lounge, then we have a very special offer for you. Send us a text message to 313131 with the word bubble and join our exclusive community of Park City's moms. Every week we send you a link to the latest episode of the show, but that's not all. If you send a text right now, we will also send you a link to our private online membership website. Our membership site contains tons of helpful recommendations for women in the park cities. So whether you want to find something interesting for the kids, get recommendations for the best services, or just hang out online with other moms like you, our membership site is the perfect place. And best of all, it is free to join. So take out your phone and send a text to 313131 with the keyword bubble, that's B-U-B-B-L-E, and join us and your neighbors in the Bubble Lounge. Welcome back from the break. So, Beth, we've been talking about the hectic schedule that's coming up, and it's causing me a lot of angst and anxiety. I'm so nervous about juggling all the dancing, the new school load, the hockey, the this and the that. My calendar is just packed with stuff. And I don't want to cause my family any anxiety because I'm anxious. What right. do you think that we, we should do? Really, I think it's how we view things. I really think we go through life with sunglasses on and our sunglasses are either brown and poop colored and this is going to be terrible (laughs) or they're rose colored. And I know that's really simplistic, but Mm -hmm. I think when everything, you know, Eckhart Tolle wrote a book called The Power of Now, and it's really about accepting the now. This is what's happening in my life right now. In 10 years, I'm going to miss this. And sometimes I even ask moms to write a letter to themselves about what life was like here and what life is like now and which things they miss. You just gave me chills on that. Well, because (laughs) in every opportunity, we're going to look back, you know, we're excited for our kids to get cars, but then we don't have them in the car with us. We're excited to not have to pack a lunch, but then we don't know what they're eating for lunch. So in every moment and every change, change is constant. And we either resist it, resist it, resist it, and think it's a constant pain, or we accept it and move in. And if we can get out of our heads and all that kind of negativity in our heads, mm-hmm. then we can really be present with the people that we love. I think that is the best advice because I do live my life that way. But for me, it comes from Catholic guilt. <laughs> so I have always been like, you better enjoy this moment because it might be over. <laughs> yeah. 
you but, know? Right. And here's the deal. We don't need to feel guilty. I mean, I love working with all the Catholic Ursuline girls, but I don't <laughs> I don't think we need to hold that. I think sometimes we're going to miss it. And sometimes yes. we're not. You know, sometimes I lose my cool and sometimes I don't. But I think if we're present and if we're also sorry, if I do something wrong, I immediately apologize and say, you know, the stress got the better of me today and I'm sorry. I should right. not speak to you like that. No one should speak to you like that. And let's reset. We give each other a huge hug and we mm-hmm. reset because none of us are perfect. We right. just all have those mornings and those days where we're like, ah, it's not working for well, me. I like what you said about just remember there's going to be a time when they're not around. And I keep picturing because I have one kid in particular that's extremely messy. Mm-hmm. And then I picture my life in a nice perfectly clean house but it's quiet and it's boring because Mm -hmm. they're not around so we do have to remind ourselves that they're not going to be here forever we only have them for a short period of time and just to lean into this more lean into the discomfort of some of these things some of these games are boring or some of these practices where we're sitting in our car but that's again tying back to the first segment which is if we can find places of joy for ourselves if you can download all your podcasts for the bubble lounge and you can sit there and enjoy that time or be reading your book or doing your to-do list or doing whatever needs to be done for you and finding joy in each moment how can i enjoy today all the way through as many times as i can yes when you're doing your really joyful thing like art or pilates or whatever it is for you that's great or your work at your office but it's also the small things it's also really in every moment i can accept this moment or i can reject it and if i reject every moment of my life i'm in constant struggle mode right and our kids pick up on that and then they in turn go into constant struggle mode so that's one of the things we really want them to know gosh Let's be open and curious about what life has to offer, you know, yeah. and when you're asking them about how they're feeling about the upcoming school year, you can ask those open ended questions. And if they have a list of concerns, this is so important. I feel like it's a marathon with them, not a sprint, meaning you don't have to autocorrect them in that moment. No need. You can just listen and validate and be there. And if something piqued your interest or you thought, gosh, I really wish they thought differently about this thing. I really wish they didn't think teachers were jerks or I wish they didn't think they didn't like math or whatever Mm -hmm. that thing is. Just listen at that moment. Mm -hmm. Make a note. And within the next 24 to 48 hours, come back around and say, you know, when I was in school, I didn't like this until I had this teacher. And then it really opened the door in my brain. And I really discovered I did like this. So just be open to the fact that you might be able to change your mind. But if we're constantly, whenever they try to share with us, mm-hmm. autocorrecting them, they'll stop sharing. Yeah, that's I've yeah, actually that's read that, that they really don't always want their problems solved. They just want to be able to vent and talk about it. Just like mm-hmm. we do, right? We want to go yes. out with, that's why sometimes we talk to our girlfriends. Sure. My husband goes into fix-it mode. So sometimes I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'd really like you to listen. You don't have to say anything. Just mm-hmm. listen and go, oh, that sounds awful. Right. And, you know, yeah. and then he can do that. But you know, with female friends, we often know that's what the person is after. Sometimes you just want to talk it through without that feedback. Mm -hmm. Well, another way to handle these things, like when your kid goes to college, if you're upset, is do what I'm going to do, which is just go to college with your child and be their roommate. (laughs) (laughs) What I I threaten my son with all the time, I'm like, (laughs) I always say to him, so when we go to college, where do you think we should go? And where should we live? Oh, that's always like, hysterical. Uh, no. no. <laughs> Just down the street at no, mom. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you bring up a good point, which is what do I need? What am I worried about or concerned about that they're not ready for? And I think that's a realistic question. And to have with them, what are the things, as you approach that college launching point, mm-hmm. what are the things that they, do they know how to make their own breakfast? Do they know how no. to get themselves up? <laughs> 
laundry. Do they know how to do laundry? No, no, no. Do they know how to put their things away? You know, and it's interesting and nice because my son goes to camp. And I was able to ask the counselor, was he the messiest one? <laughs> because he's an only child and I sometimes worry. You know, his stuff is everywhere, too. He was like, no, he kept his stuff totally picked up. So I do think they know they're at home. They can leave their flip-flops wherever. But at camp, he knew. And I'm hoping that at college someday he'll know to put his stuff on his side of the room as well. But, you know, we can only do what we can do. I think in terms of academic performance, though, I've had a lot of people worrying about academic mm-hmm. performance. Sure. And I would say to get on top of that. and. Yes. You know, if you think they're going to need a tutor or you think they're going to need some other resource, an organizational coach. I had one client who worked with an organizational coach one time last year, Mm -hmm. and it made a huge difference in her academics. And she's even talking me through what the organizational coach said last year and how she's implementing that herself. So I think sometimes bringing in an expert and getting a little help can really make you feel better, make them feel better and make their transition smoother. That is such a good point because so at Shelton, Mm -hmm. you know, a great school for kids with learning differences they have one big binder for all their stuff and I always say everybody should have that binder in their lives because everything's organized they've got their schedule in it they have you know a section for each subject and then you separate the tests and your homework it's so beautifully done it's such a simple thing that anybody could do right but it just is all laid out for them you know know. and, and they have to learn to lay it out no, and I think that's such a good habit because I'm not a natural organizer. That's not my gift. Mm-hmm. And so, but once I get a system down, then I can keep the system going. So right. I think that's what a lot of kids need is how am I going to organize this? How am I going to, whether it's color-coded binders, if the teachers want different binders, because I know at some schools they're like, they can't share subjects. Mm-hmm. So, but color-coding things, anything you can do. But again, if it doesn't come naturally for you, like it doesn't come naturally for me, investing in that outside resource, even a few times, might be really helpful to your whole family. Mm-hmm. Well, we do like to outsource things here in the Park Cities. I even outsourced bike riding for my son. So <laughs> we may need that name. But the, you know, the there's organizer. nothing. Yeah, because somebody gave me the, her name. There's nothing wrong with seeking out help when you need it. No, right? It I, just, it's, I think it's healthy. And we I are think it's wonderful. So resources out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and you think about how the economy works and it, and it feeds the economy to help people in all sorts of different ways. And also, if it's not your skill set and it's going to really help you. I mean, my husband and I have a, you know, we have a housekeeper and it was either that or ongoing marriage counseling because we, we, we struggled so much with who was going to do what when we sure. were early married. Right. Yeah. And that's just a total stress reliever. So you put that into your budget and you decide if that can work. And if it doesn't work for you or if it works even once a month, you know, but you figure out what works for you. But yeah, doing some outsourcing of things that are really things you do not enjoy, I think is not a bad idea at all, especially yeah. if it works in your budget. Well, Martha and I are going to get up off the couch now. This has been such a great session with you, Beth. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, you know, I just want kids to know that they have the strengths and the talents to do it. So reinforcing those things that they're good at and helping talk through any of their concerns, I think is the way to launch the year. And again, you can come back with them a day or two later and say, you know, I know you have these concerns, but here, here are some also some things to consider, some things that you're great at, some other things that are strengths. And also, it's not the end of the world if something's just not your best thing. You know, I think we've got so much pressure on kids that there's this linear path. And if they don't do everything just perfectly, somehow they're going to fall off the map. Right. And that's right. just not the case. Yeah. So each school year can be an adventure. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to? What are you excited about? That is the perfect way to look at it. I love that. Yeah. So, Beth, thanks so much for being on the show. You've been so helpful. And moms out there, you can let that stress go. It's going to be okay, as Beth just told us. We're in this together. Yeah, and that's been our episode. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And you've been in the Bubble Lounge. Lounge.